Yes, hello everybody and welcome back to the Dynasty Hot Seat. It is the only Dynasty show out there that is a certified inferno. Today we've got we've got the GOAT, the greatest of all time. It's Kev White from the Fantasy Wildcard Crew. One of the best guys in the business, one of the nicest guys in the business. He's got some hints, he's got some tips, he's going to show you a team, he's going to tell me what I'm doing wrong, which is probably a lot, and we're going to change my team, we're going to look at his team. We're getting ready for Stardom Sittums for this week in the NFL, so without further delay, let's hit the intro music and let's get going. so excited for 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 these kind of shows kev i'm not gonna lie anytime anyone from the wild card is on i just i just love it so although i've got a small confession to make oh go for it we didn't even talk about this offer like a small confession like ever since myself and and hannah and paul started the wild card rewind I just, I think I need to up my game with the hot seat intro music. I again, I don't know if I need Ooh. to change it because the wild, the wild card rewind intro music is is the best. It's the best out there. It can't, it can't be beaten. So I need, I need to, I need to find something just as catchy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, first of all, wild card rewind. That is such a tune. Like, uh, how can you not smile and just want to take your top off and all sorts when that comes on? But <laughs> I actually really like the. Dynasty Hot Seat intro, it, it's it's got a bit of a Nirvana feel to it. Like, a bit of a, a bit grungy, it, right? Yeah. Early, early yeah. 90s grunge to it. You want to just rock out, yeah. really. So um, which, whatever you decide to do, if you can get something to the level of Wildcard Rewind intro there. I don't know. Crack on, but I, I really like it. I'm a fan. What, what I need to do is actually I need to film one day, like for a bit of behind the scenes for everyone. Like you can't really see what's going on below the deck here, but below where where you can see me, there's a load of videos. And when the when the intro video is playing, you can't see what everyone's doing. But me and Hannah and Paul are like absolutely like <laughs> ro- loving it, whatever they do. So I have to film that and release that one day so you can see what we're doing. So it, it, it's great fun. Yeah, in so, the extras. So, yeah, exactly. We'll do that in the extras. So guys, if you're listening, obviously, hopefully you're already listening and, and subscribed over at the. The Wildcard Rewind and also at the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast and the Fantasy Wildcard Dynasty channels. And obviously, you know who this guy's this guy is. I feel like he's right behind me. He's still on the Hall of Flame after all this time. He's still there. It's Kev, you know. the Dynasty Go. Mate, brilliant to have you back on the show again. How how you doing? Yeah, just thank you for having me on. It's great to have a chat in season when the, the bullets are yeah. flying and it's it's so fast paced uh, with lineups and trades dfs uh yeah. all sorts of goodness but dynasty is the the core of it all for me so it's uh, going to be great to talk some lineups and yeah um yeah we'll i'll, I'll share one of mine and we'll have a look for one of yours well it's going to be a great time yeah exactly and and before before we get to the lineups we're just we're just going to talk some some hints and tips for for dynasty players it could be specific to to this week coming up, or it could just be in general. So, Kev, you got you got a few hints and tips for us about 
about dynasty fantasy football? Yeah, I've got one main tip. Really. It, it fits in really nice with this week being week mm. four going into week five. And um, I did a recent thread earlier on this week um, just highlighting that week four should be the busiest week of the year for trades. And that's whether you're yeah. a contender, a rebuilding team. This should be your busiest week of the season. And the reason why is if you get into the market first, you get to set the price, you get the best deals, uh, you get the most out of your assets. So if you get into one now, you've got all of the season to get your fantasy points. Or if you're picking up an injured player, for example, it's a way of losing points and getting a better draft pick. Uh, plus, there's the other factor that you're going to have more potential trade partners right now because as the season goes on and them teams gain more clarity, they're going to reduce. So I've got an analogy at the end. I'll leave it for now. But <laughs> what well, I was like going to... Yeah, so a little, little tease, but it's kind of like if you're a contending team, you're looking to buy a top running back. Let's say in your league, there's three rebuilding teams looking to sell a running back right yeah. now. If you leave it till week eight to 10, two of those teams have probably already sold those running backs, meaning that you've got one potential trade partner left. Yeah. So essentially, they are dictating the price. You'll be paying an inflated price based on what others have already done. It'll be more expensive. You've got no leverage. Player prices go up towards the end of the season when the playoffs is. So, essentially, you, you've got to pay what they're wanting to sell for. Whereas, if you do your business now, you've potentially got three deals. You can have a look through, pick the best one, find your trade partner. You save losing value to your overall roster. You're going to get the most out of your assets. So, uh, the analogy, which I'll come on to now, it's a little bit like fishing. So, fishing... If you go fishing in the biggest pond right now, that's got the most fish, it's going to be great. If you leave yeah. it later on in the season, it's going to be harder to catch one fish in a pond rather than catching plenty of fish in a pond right now. So go fishing, people. I love that. Go fishing. I actually compared trading to fishing a few weeks ago, I think. I felt I like think that. You did. I like, yeah, I was like, I, I think I said, it's like, I don't go fishing, but. I feel like it must feel like when you send, you spend like an hour on your phone, oh, yeah. <laughs> like sending out trade offers, and then you just kind of sit and waiting, right? I feel like that must be what fishing is like. Only I'm just obviously not out in the lake. You can either go for a really nice bait and get something pretty quick, yeah. or you can just keep slogging out something that's not ideal, and eventually you might get something. Yeah, but you might be sat there all day. <laughs> I mean, you could be. Oh, this is a terrible. I was going to make a Rashad Bateman joke. Second, yeah, I'm not. I can't. I can't go that far. But you know, that's bait, yeah. man. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Let's. Yeah. So everyone, go go fishing. Get get those good deals. And yeah, like I can remember this time last year on on teams, and you know, maybe slight spoiler to to later on teams where I knew I was a contender, but I'd just been shafted by injuries. I was like, well. In for a penny. I'm going to buy all the injured players and make a run for it next year. So yeah. I went in and I got, not just injured players, but I got like, I tried to buy as many Calvin Ridley's, Deshaun Watson's, J.K. Dobbins as I could. I got loads, loads of them. So hopefully going forward, that, that'll pay off a little bit. J.K. Dobbins also obviously coming a little bit better this season, but Ridley and Watson, more of a, more of a next year kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, trying to get as much of them as, as possible. So yeah, go out and, and go fishing and, and see what you got. And, we're gonna we're gonna have a look then, Kev. We're gonna start with one of my teams uh, in a in a league I'm in with a, a certain Mr. Ali Cook, um, the who grill. we met kind of the grill, yeah, an absolute legend of the game. So 
let's have a little look at what my team's looking like and, and what you would do for for this week coming up. So let's have a run through of what my starting lineup was for last week. I've not changed it. So let's see how we're looking. We got Brees Hall. Uh, sorry, well, we've actually got Joe Burrow to start with. So we got Joe Burrow. Then we've got Brees Hall and Clyde Edwards-Alaire sitting in at running back. Now, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I like, I don't know. Uh, you can't really on here. It's not the best on here. But I got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, speaking of last year, for pennies on the dollar last year. So players like this, they can come back and, and make comebacks. So just like you were saying, Kev, sometimes it's good to go out fishing because Clyde Edwards-Alaire all of a sudden is a valuable asset again, right? So I've got Brees Hall and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I've got Terry McLaurin and Michael Pittman Jr., one of my favorites in at wide receiver. Then at tight end, I've got TJ Hawkinson and Tyler Higby. Then Elijah Moore in the flex. And look, look who we have. Oh, yeah. there he is. Adam Thielen. Got him for a third round pick last year. Absolute steal. Yeah, so we got Adam Thielen in there. Seen him, seen, seen him live last week, Kevin. Live. <laughs> so jealous. What? What a specimen he is. Like, just absolutely. But tell you what, he was way better in person than he even looks. Like, everyone was way better in person. He just, he was so much faster than you think. You think Adam Thielen, like, you think, oh, like, what sort hell? of end zone fat, like, old guy. He is absolutely rapid. So, yeah, Adam Thielen, what, what a guy. And then, and then we've got Carson Wentz sitting in at the Superflex for now. But on the bench, Marcus Mariota, Baker Mayfield. Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, Alexander Madison, Dearness Johnson, Yonder Swift, Zach Moss, Michael Thomas, DJ Chark, Chase Claypool, KJ Osborne, AJ Green, Julio Jones and Austin Hooper, along with, we talked about it earlier, Calvin Ridley's there, he's on a lot of my team, sitting there ready for next year. Sam Darnold's on there as well, on IR, I mean, I may as well release him, but I've got a couple of IR slots free, so. Uh, then we've got Amari Rogers, Michael Carter, ooh, John Bates is his yeah. name, John. Jay Bates, John Bates, yes. Uh, Pierre Strong and Calvin Austin, along with look at this a 2023 wow. third from look, Ali Cook 89. Wow, look at that. Give it giving up his 23 thirds. What a mug. <laughs> Any Alexander's good by me, so we'll, we'll keep that in. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. So, so let's have a look. We'll go through it position by position and and see if you think I should change anything. So, let's let's start with quarterbacks here. So, Joe Burrow, he's probably not going anywhere, right? But in the flex position, super flex position here, we've got we got Carson Wentz. Okay, so let's let's highlight Carson Wentz because he's more likely to change, right? Yeah. So Wentz, who's up against the Titans, my other options are. Mariota, who's against Tampa Bay, and Baker Mayfield, who is against the 49ers this week. What what well, who would you start out of out of those three guys? I think if it was if it was a game where there was no opposing team and it was just based on talent and fantasy upside, I think Mariota would be in with a shout if it wasn't for last week's absolute face bump in a favorable yeah. match at home to the, the Cleveland Browns. Um he stunk the place up, really. It was a big disappointment that affected Kyle Pitts and Drake London as well. Yeah. Um, but this one's really easy for me, just based on the matchups. Um, Mario is at Tampa Bay, Mayfield's against the 49ers, two really solid defences there. Simple pick for me is Carson Wentz. Tennessee at home, yeah. they're a, a, an easy pass defence. 
comparable to um, Tampa and, and San Fran. So, yeah. and plus Wentz has been doing great fantasy. That defense of uh, Washington's not not anything <laughs> league league average. No. So, um, so yeah, old old Philly boy Carson Wentz in the Superflex. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm completely agree with you. Carson Wentz, I think, is one of the most fascinating people to own in Dynasty because he's a far, far, far better fantasy player and producer than he is an NFL player and producer. So while you do get the fantasy points and you get the weekly, like week-to-week points from Carson Wentz, every Carson Wentz owner in Dynasty will tell you that he's a ticking time bomb as well because he, he might not get another shot after this. I agree. I think um, just the fact that he went from Philadelphia, uh, met up with his old coach in, in Indy, Frank Reich, and yeah. you thought, oh, that's that's him sorted now. And he got his, the plug pulled after one year with his former OC in Philly. And that's if that's not a worrying sign for people, then I don't know what is. The fact that he's got this really strong relationship and he's had the, the plug pulled after one year. It wasn't a one-year deal either. And then, obviously, coming back to the NFC East, it's last chance saloon, really, as a starting QB. It, after this job, he's going to be going to a, a, a backup role somewhere. I don't think it's yeah. a long-term solution. I think if he's someone on your dynasty teams, even as your QB free, I would be worried long-term. And I think it's a great spot to move off with a fast start he's had to the season. Yeah, I think that's right. But, I mean, I've been trying to sell Carson Wentz for about four <laughs> Four years now, unsuccessful. I think I don't think I've ever managed to sell a share of Carson Wentz. Isn't that crazy? Wow, it is. Yeah, I just can't do it. No one wants him, but we'll see. Hopefully, he'll continue to produce, and yeah, maybe someone, um, maybe Ali will buy him off me yeah. in this league, right? Yeah, Pity we'll sell. yeah, exactly. We'll sell him twice. So, so let's keep let's keep Carson Wentz in there then, and let's have a look at running back now Brees Hall is questionable I don't know do you know anything about that that Kev I'm, I'm not read up on, on Brees Hall being questionable no I think it's I think he's on the injury part but nothing too serious so I'd be it'd be one of my two that I put in there no doubt yeah so let, let's leave Brees in there and oh no this was the league I got a trade offer slight tangent actually but we'll, we'll come back yeah I have not accepted this yet well, I've I see it in inbox here. there, yeah. Yeah, I've left it in here. Look at this. What do you think of this? Kareem Hunt and CD Lamb coming to me for Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Personally, I don't, I don't see it. I think Brees Hall is someone I want to be keeping. CD Lamb is an appealing asset. I think yeah. before the season, CD was probably going a little bit before Brees Hall in your startups, but yeah, Lamb's values dipped. Brees Hall, he's, he's had one good week that's got people's uh, minds working again because for some reason people were out on him after a couple of weeks as a yeah. rookie running back, which is a notorious position starting slow as a rookie. Yeah. I want Brees Hall. I think he has got running back one ceiling. I don't see that with yeah. CD Lamb. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking as well. That's why I didn't smash except right away. I think... Especially with running backs this year, right? They all look terrible. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I want to keep a hold of who I can. So I think I'm going to keep a hold of Brees Hall alone. Great offer. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't quite make me want to smash that accept button. So I'll 
I'll maybe hit the reject after and keep keep a hold of my one-two punch with Hall and Carr. So Hall's definitely staying. So let's have a look if we're wanting to replace Clive Edwards alone in the divisional matchup against the the Raiders, who finally looked a bit decent there last last week. So my options come in are Melvin Gordon, who obviously is now uh, working in pretty much an empty backfield. I know Mike Boone is there, but you know Mike Boone is Mike Boone sucks. So it's like that's an empty backfield, right? You um, don't want to know what I've been bidding on Boone and Latavius. <laughs> every, yeah. every league I've been blowing the cash just as a just because like it's not that necessarily like the talent as such of Boone or Maurice. Yeah, that there's a no there's chance. a path there to get snaps yeah. on what should be a better offense than it showed. So, and plus in Dynasty, you're not going to get great options on the waiver wire later on in the year. So you might as well <laughs> throw a bit of fab and see what happens. Exactly right. You get your fab back every year anyway. And tell you what, <laughs> Latavius Murray, right, caught my eye at. At Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, not yeah. all that. I was like, he was running. I was like, who is that guy? He looks great. And then Luke was like, that's Latavius Murray. He's like, that is not Latavius Murray. But I, there he was scoring touchdowns. What an absolute legend. He's still big and fast at 32 years old, however he is. He's yeah. machine. Absolutely. Um, so we got Gordon there. We got Ronald Jones, who's not played a single snap for Kansas City, but. I don't know. I, I can't quite bring myself to release him just yet, but it, it's getting kind of towards that that time for him. Alexander Madison, who Dalvin Cook is fit, so he's not really pliable. Dearness Johnson. Now, DeAndre Swift is still questionable, but I'm pretty sure he's out, essentially, right? Yeah. I saw a blurb earlier today that the plan is to hold him out after the bye week, which is next week. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's no need to really rush him back. The, uh, Jamal Williams did great. Uh, yeah. In his absence, so uh, yeah, no need to rush him back for someone that's been fragile in the past, and you've got your bye week to get him fully, fully recovered. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to lose by three points if you play or not anyway, so it's it's fine, right? So they're not going to rush him anyway. So uh, and then and then Zach Moss, who's been you know more fantasy relevant than I ever expected, uh, but probably not startable. So I think for me, Kev, it's between two people. It's between Melvin Gordon who's playing against Indy and Clyde edwards alaire who's up against the Raiders. So what, what do you think for those two? Yeah, essentially it was the same uh, decision for me when I was looking at this. Um, I guess <laughs> when this goes live, the Thursday night game might have played. So <laughs> I'll try not yeah. to be too harsh on Melvin Gordon in case he's gone off. But um, It'll be on like just before, just before. Oh, just before. Okay, yeah, yeah. so... I think you've just got to stick with Edward Tiller. The fact that yeah. he's not been pretty, he has been getting the, the fantasy points through touchdowns, through receptions. The Chiefs, it's a high powered offense. Yeah. You know what his role is. He's, he's, he's doing great with it. Melvin Gordon, while he's the lead back, and I do expect short term, he's going to be great for the Broncos. While uh, Boone and Murray get integrated, I just feel short week is questionable as well. He got a, a bit of a bang at the weekend, so yeah, uh, he's someone that I'd consider for flex. We'll come on to yeah. that in a bit, but I think as the running back, I prefer to go with Edwards Alaire on this one. Yeah, I think I'm in complete agreement with you as well, okay. So let, let's keep uh, Ceh locked in there for now, and let's have a look at the, the wide receiver position where I've got Terry McLaurin and and Michael Pittman Jr. McLaurin up against Tennessee, and Michael Pittman obviously up against Denver in the, the Thursday night game. And for me, 
Michael Pittman is a is a must start pretty much all the time. He's the obvious number one in that offense. Terry McLaurin, right? I I again another player I have in this league. I'm trying to sell him and nobody wants him. And all I see online is a bunch of Terry McLaurin truthers, but there's no one to be found in this league. This is my only share of Terry McLaurin. Nobody wants him. What 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 are your opinions on on Scary Terry? I mean, twenty two leagues, and I've not got him in one league. Yeah, uh, that should give you an indication of yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think he's obviously he's not a terrible player, but his his price no. has been inflated for me in previous seasons where he's been he was hovering around the sort of wide receiver one range. Um, which, yeah, but for what he produced fantasy wise, it was a, a bit a bit mind blowing. Um, yeah. it, it sounds like a lot of your league don't like Washington with Wentz and McLaurin, so maybe it's. Maybe you need a few games where Washington potentially yeah. win. So uh before he tries selling, but yeah, yeah McCorrin's someone that is good, but I don't see him as a top twenty five wide receiver in Dynasty. No, neither do I. So let let's see if we can get Terry McLaurin re- replaced for anyone on on the bench. We've got we got Elijah Moore and Adam Thielen in the flex kind of positions here. This is kind of a special flex here with Thielen. It's just wide receiver or running back you can play here. We'll maybe get to that a little bit later. Uh, and let's have a look at what options I have on the bench. Michael Thomas and DJ Chark. Oh, I mean, obviously you're you're really <laughs> suggested that DJ Chark play, but he is is questionable. Um, so we'll have to see. If and Chase Claypool, KJ Osborne, AJ Green, and and Julio Jones, AJ Green and Julio Jones just, I think, permanently have that questionable next to their name <laughs> yeah. now. Um, I don't think that ever goes away. So I don't think I've got anybody else unless I want to bring up a Mary Rogers or Calvin Austin, which I don't. Um, so, yeah, there are a few options. Thomas and Chark stand out as actually does Julio Jones, but it's it's kind of up to what kind of injuries they think they have. Is anyone standing out to you there in terms of replacing Terry McLaurin? Claypool's obviously there as well. Yeah, I think from the bench guys, Claypool, if he was still with Trubisky, I think it's interesting with Pickett. Yeah. He got the one target which was an interception and then I don't think he got another mm. look, so he'd be really tough to trust. I think Yeah. AJ Green, I don't really want to get involved with that. Currently he's had a poor start to season. Uh, without yeah. Hopkins in the line, which we, we would have expected him to do really well. Um, yeah. Julio's interesting because he's had two days of practice, I believe, now. Uh, okay. Tampa, Atlanta's a, a high over-under this week. It's expecting to be a, a bit of a points fest, although I'm a little bit dubious on that with Mariota and no Cordero Patterson. But yeah. m- maybe still. Vegas don't get it wrong often, so you've got to take that into consideration. Plus, Julio mm. traditionally against the Falcons, well, it's his what, what we're saying, it's his homecoming, isn't it? Yeah, he, so, yeah, yeah, I think it's Julio. And what I, I think I'm sticking with Teddy in the in the starting mm. wide receiver spot, but flex wise, okay. Julio's got to be considered. Okay, well, let, let, let's leave Terry McLaurin up there then for now. And then, I mean, I, I said at the start, Michael Pittman Jr. is a lock. Is it, are, you, are you agreeing with that? You think he's like dead set, locked in? Yeah, I, just with Jonathan Taylor not being there as well, it's a tough match against Denver in their corners. But yeah, yeah. volume-wise, you've got to be playing Michael Pittman 
yeah. you've got to play him in any league, really. Yeah. You, are you are you are you paying a twenty three first for Michael Pittman yet? Is that, <laughs> Absolutely is that not. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think the thing is, I'm not paying a twenty three first for anyone. Literally anybody that's not in top top ten at the position, but running back wide receiver, QB. Yeah, I can't cannot wait to start draft. This is like <laughs> three like three years, like at least two years with the planning and preparation, gathering them all. I can't wait to start. To start spending the 23 first. I've only got one in this league, I think, but I've got a couple of leagues with with four or five. So I, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> um, it's gonna be amazing. Let's, yeah. Oh, can't wait. Let, let's move on to to tight end. And we got TJ Hawkinson, who you know what? Tell me if I'm crazy here, right? I might be. I'm slightly afraid that TJ Hawkinson used up too many touchdowns and fantasy points last week. <laughs> and it, it's all gonna average out eventually. But this is going to be a big chunk, so he's going to score a little bit less, like in the next couple of weeks, because he's not good enough to keep doing that all the time. Is that a weird? He scored too many touchdowns last nah, week, right? I think it makes total sense. I mean, firstly, Hawkinson's yeah. not been a touchdown scorer in the first three, four years of his career. Yeah, he's, he's been getting by with a lot of targets and um, the points per reception. I think last week, yeah. what was the best week of his career? He, he actually yeah. came upon. Um, our dynasty show on on Tuesday as someone that yeah. we're still looking to sell high on him on him because the, there is a little bit of doubt uh, longer term if he can ever get to that ceiling. But I think for this week and the format with two tight end, he's a must start. Even with that questionable tag, I don't think he's going to be missing any time. He's got to be starting, yeah. TJ. Exactly. And the only other person here is Tyler Higby. Now, I think I'm quite thin at tight end in this league, which is odd because I'm usually strong at tight end. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm really thin at tight end. I got Austin Hooper or or John Bates, and you know I'm, I'm Austin Hooper. I don't actually know how Austin Hooper's doing. Uh, I just know that Austin Hooper has like the worst yards after catch kind of like <laughs> reading because he just he just doesn't do it. Um, we're just gonna keep Tyler Higby there, right? Yeah, Tyler Higby's leading the the league in, in tight end targets, I believe. Yeah, again, nice. it's a, a game with Dallas where that's going to be a Solid over under as well, so yeah. yeah. He, again, with, especially with what's what's on the bench in Austin Hooper. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. So I might, uh, I might have to go out and try and trade from. I think I have done before in this league. I'll try what maybe try a bit harder to to go and trade for, for some more tight ends there and see if I can get a bit more depth. And and now we're on to like the two spots that I think could possibly change here. We've got. Elijah Moore in the flex there where we could have a wide receiver, we could have a running back, or I suppose Austin Hooper uh, could come in there as well. And then, I mean, Adam Thielen, obviously <laughs> not going anywhere, right? Locked in, playing the Chicago Bears. Kev, he's your guy. Tell, tell everyone why they should have Adam Thielen on their dynasty team. I mean... Firstly, he's been grossly undervalued in startups and existing leagues. You bought him for a third... I yeah. bought him actually on the clock in the draft at like for like the two oh nine or something in a league where I'm a contender this this off season. Yeah. Yes, he's touchdown dependent, but he's a wide receiver too on what's perceived to be a, a pass first offense, a high flying yeah. offense with Justin Jefferson. Plus you got the factor in that if Jefferson ever got an injury, missed a couple of games, feeling yeah. to de facto one. Yeah. 
he's not going to get the the same target share as Justin Jefferson, but he's going to be a massive value and in your flex. He's uh, for, for this lineup. He's someone you've definitely got to consider. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I can't. I, I've got to. I've got to start out. I'm feeling Kev as a as a tribute to you. Right? I can't. I can't take out. I'm feeling. Like. So we're not. We're not even going to look at replacing him. We are going to have a look at Elijah Moore, though, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, the Jets. I mean, the Jets are full of dynasty darlings, which is which is pretty cool for them. And Zach Wilson, bit rocky when he first came back there last week, but actually by the end of it, got into the swing of things a bit more. So hopefully, we'll see Elijah Moore kind of pick up a bit. But then he also. I mean, Garrett Wilson looks the better of the two receivers at the moment, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So I'm a bit, a bit shaky about Elijah there, and my options are Melvin Gordon, we talked about earlier, obviously, and then Michael Thomas, DJ Shark, Chase Claypool, and Julio Jones are the other options there. Is anyone in particular standing out for you there to, to replace uh, my main man, Elijah Moore, or you think and stick with him? Yeah, I mean, feelings obviously a definite. Um, he's got that. Uh, yep. He's got that bottom six. Uh, a match against Chicago, bottom six in DVOA against wide receiver twos. Thank you for that, T Strack. Uh, but Elijah Moore. <laughs> Elijah Moore actually had more yards and receptions than Garrett Wilson in Zach Wilson's first game back, but he was second mm. on the team behind Corey Davis, who had a, a big day, I think. Yeah. I think. One thing I would consider when you're looking at your flexes is considering your opponent. And I know, speaking to you before the show, that this is a, a matchup where you are the favourite in this. So you can maybe play it a little bit safe and go for uh, sort of proven volume, proven fantasy points. Yeah. So, Elijah Moore, he's someone I, I would move off of on this one. And the, the guy that stands out to me is... Um, I came up, we spoke about Melvin Gordon. I just yeah. think big role expected tonight. The Colts the last three weeks so they've played uh, the, uh, James Robinson, 15.8 fantasy points. Clyde was left, 14.9. And then Derek Henry last week, 23.7. On a short week, yeah. which is notorious for defence has been a little bit tired and giving up more yardage. So, um, so yeah, out of what's there, it come down to Elijah Moore, Julio, and Melvin Gordon. I think even though it is Julio's revenge game as such, it, it, you don't really need to be risking it in in this particular week. And I just think Melvin no. Gordon's volume is really appealing to uh, to a team that has got a bit of risk in it already, a bit of upside with Wentz and McLaurin as a stack. Yeah. So um, yeah, Gordon will be the pick in in my eyes. Nice. That's. Let's get Melvin Gordon locked in there then. And yeah, hopefully he'll see the, the lion's share of the carries at the, at the Broncos against Indiana. And then that's that's the team done because Thielen's not going anywhere. So starting this week in this league, I've got Joe Burrow in at quarterback, Brees Hall and Clyde Edwards-Alaire as my running backs. I've got Terry McLaurin and Michael Pittman Jr. in at wide receiver. I've got TJ Hawkinson and Tyler Higby. Then in the flexes, I got Melvin Gordon and Adam Thielen, and then Carson Wentz in a super flex. Not a half bad team there, Kevin. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. It's very solid. You yeah. have, have to let us know if it wins. I will do. I'll, I'll let you know how, how I get on. Hopefully it wins. I mean, I, I sent you the picture of the team I'm playing, and I should win, uh, barring, you know, 
a castle went by, to meltdown. By yeah, went meltdown like like I had in, in my Scott Fishbowl team. I needed Matt Stafford to score five points. So what does he score? Four point seven five points. And um, so yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's yeah. We'll 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 not get into that. I could talk all day about that. So let's um let's have a look at one of your your teams, Kev. So I'll add I'll add your team to the stream and I'll let you take over Michigan control now and, and tell us about what your team for for this week and and who you've got starting. So let's let's have a little look. So to I'll sort of set the scene a little bit on this one. This is a team where I've, okay. I've set my lineup. I have decided all my picks already. Yeah. Um, it's a ten-team league, as you can see, uh, and I've had a really unlucky last week actually. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he's out. Javante Williams, yeah. he's out. Cordell Patterson, he's out. Um, I had Elijah Mitchell on IR already, so it's wow. potentially thin at running back. The good news is running backs was one of the strengths of this team. So going through it, QB, we've got Ryan Tannehill in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Mentioned, obviously, the went side of that matchup. I think Tannehill's a fine play, the opposite side. Yeah. Coming down to Superflex, Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. He, he will be the first name on the team sheet, but what I like to do costs... Partly I've got a bit of OCD, but also I like to do it in <laughs> date and time order. So with yeah. Tannehill playing at six, Kyler Murray at 9.25, I always do it in that order. Plus it just means if there is an injury, a late injury and warm-ups to Kyler Murray, yeah. I've got options to then move him out. Good if idea. he's my starting QB and all my other QBs have played, uh, yeah. then he's going to be sat there getting me a zero with that for that week. My other options were Geno Smith, um, Joe Flacco, who was not playing Bridgewater and yeah. Mariota. Yeah. It was a tough one between Tannehill and Bridgewater for me on this one. Mm-hmm. Bridgewater's against the Jets. Bridgewater's against the Jets. The, the guy I'm playing's got Jalen Waddle. So I was thinking if Waddle goes off, am I best having Teddy Bridgewater? But then part of me just thinks. When it's a closely projected game between me and my opponent, I'm just going to pick my best team. Yeah, and, and just take it from there. I don't think there's a great deal of difference in Bridgewater or Tannehill from a floor or ceiling point of view. So I'm just going to pick yeah. my best team and not try and uh, overplay myself as <laughs> such. <laughs> uh, but then going I mean, back the, up, the only way there as well, though, Kev, are you not? Are you not terribly worried about? Kyler Murray's matchup this week. <laughs> that is pretty funny because it's against my Eagles, uh, which it is a really tough matchup. But mm-hmm. I just do, I do think in in your Superflex leagues, if you've got a top five, top six QB, yeah, he's playing every week. He's he's got mm-hmm. to be matchup proof. You don't sit your studs. Um, it, it is a tough matchup, but he has been doing a really good. Uh, really good effort of padding his stats towards second half games when yeah. Cliff Kingsbury's being ignored by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Kyler Murray, I think he's going to have a nice garbage time display for fantasy, but uh, hopefully the Eagles get the win. Yeah. And then running back, obviously, um, I mentioned all the, the injuries I had. Bench-wise, I'll, I'll look at bench first. You've got well, Mike Boone's on there. Darrell yeah. Henderson. 
they're the main two. I think there's Latavius Murray as well. I might yeah, not I mean, him. He's the league getting eyes there, Latavius. <laughs> okay, he is. That's good. Uh, but I mean, to have all of those injuries at running back and still have AJ Dillon or Derrick Henry, you got to be pretty happy, right? That's that, that's your options. Like that's losing Jonathan Taylor and Cordero Patterson and Javante Williams is a season killer for, for a lot of people. So still having AJ Dillon and, and Derrick Henry there. Yeah. yeah I'm, that's, that's, yeah. I'm, first of all, I'm lucky it's a 10 team league, but. I think as well, I have really prioritised running back as an area I want to focus. Like my wide, my uh, QBs are pretty shallow for a ten-team league, but I've just felt with this type of league and knowing the value of running back, that's something I want to be strong on. Whereas you yeah. do find a lot of leagues, everyone goes wild for QB. Yeah, I think in a ten-team league though, because there's everybody's got three starters with thirty-two teams. Yeah, they. Uh, the sort of value, the pricing on QBs is more attainable and not as important. So you can get by with 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 guys like Tannehill. Um, but yeah, really happy with Dylan and Henry. Uh, they're actually similar guys, aren't they? Big dudes. Very right? similar, yeah. And both catching passes this year, which no one really yeah. seen coming. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's... Those are definitely locks for me there, Kev. I think, I think there's no one that you can really put in to replace them. And let's let's have a little look at the wide receiver. I see Mike Evans peeking out there. So, yeah, so who big... else you got at the wide receiver position? So, again, it's, it's time order. Six o'clock games are in there. <laughs> Love it. Love I also... It. And I also do it time order and also the projected points order on sleeper just because... I like having, I like having it in order of what it should look like. <laughs> oh, so you want it to just look like the streamline, like everything? Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Nice. So we've got Evans and and Christian Kirk in there. Yeah, obviously it's a team I'm managing. So there's Adam Thielen, there's of course um, there's Deontay Johnson, and then we've going to a nine o'clock game. You've got uh, Debo Samuel there. Yeah. Why do you see why not got a ton of options? Keenan Allen would have been a shout. He's questionable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, with it being a couple of week injury and I've got guys like Phelan, Debo, Deontay, I'm not going to risk it with Keenan Allen. I think you don't no. bench your studs, but in this scenario, with him coming back from injury, playing in Cleveland, which looking yeah. at the uh, windy emoji there or whatever, I'm maybe listening to... Uh, Matt, the weatherman, later on this week, it's, it's yeah. maybe something you don't want to get as involved <laughs> exactly. with as you should. Uh, Richie James, he, he faced Planner this week. Yeah. Uh, and, and AJ Green's are really the only other guy I'd consider, which yeah. um, I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't think you can really. I mean, Christian Kirk's been, been looking really, really good. And the Jags are playing, you know, Houston this week, which should be a favorable, favorable matchup for them. It's not often the Jags are heavy favorites to win a game, but I think they are in this one. Uh, and then Mike Evans yeah. is Mike Evans. He's gonna, he's gonna absolutely crush it. Hopefully, you know, against against the Falcons there. And I can't see like Thielen and Johnson and and Samuel. I just can't see anyone on there that that would be replaced. So Kev, obviously, you've done an absolutely cracking job at setting this lineup before the show because. I can't think of anybody I would I would really want to change out of those guys. I appreciate your kind words, Max. Um, I, yeah, I just if Keen Allen was available, he would be 
slotting in somewhere potentially. Um, mm-hmm. I even think with someone like Deontay Johnson, he's been underperforming, but they're going to be a 14-point underdog on the road at Buffalo. So he's going to be getting plenty of volume. Even though he's projected yeah. 10 points, you've got to follow that. Debo, he's Debo. Adam yeah. Phelan, we've, we've spoke about him. So it kind of picks itself because I am weaker overall at, at wide receiver than mm-hmm. uh, running back. Is that something you're maybe thinking then for this team? Like, obviously, your advice at the start of the show was go out and make some offers now. Are you looking at wide receiver to try and, like, bolster up wide receiver to, to make a kind of run at the title on this? Or you are have to wait and see what happens this week before you decide? I think with this team where it's where it's at, I've got me 23 first. Uh, I'm not moving that at this stage of the season, I think. No. It, it might be something I do very late on in the year in this league because it's so competitive. But because yeah, because it's ten team league, the the playoffs, the two games, uh, they are it's a complete it's complete guesswork really. Any team can win yeah. that. It's so tight. There's a lot of luck involved. You have to get the right matchups, the right um, the right opponent, the right week. So yeah, I, I'm more inclined to just. I, I think I've done my business for this team already. I've done my fishing last season to, to, to <laughs> yeah. have all the depth and maybe maybe my trades uh getting people back like Elijah Mitchell like Jonathan Taylor and seeing uh Cardale Patterson and seeing if they can push me over the top yeah brilliant well best of luck in your in your matchup this week that's looking like a really good team hopefully we'll both we'll both come up with the win this week and we'll we'll see what happens and and Kev, that, that brings us to, to the end of the show. I just want to say it'd be an absolute pleasure once again having you on the show. And hey, guys, if you're listening, we know Kev's already on here on the Hall of Fame, but actually we've got Jess Stein and, and Murph sitting up at the top. Kev, this is your second crack at it. Can you make it back to the top and overthrow Murph, who's been there for for so long? And Jay, well, I mean, Jay raised lots of money for charity getting there. So, I mean, what, what a great guy. But Murph right. is just... Murph's up there just because everybody everybody loves Murph and that's why he's up there. But let's see if you can you can overthrow any of those two guys and, and move further up the rankings. So if you liked it, make sure you get over to YouTube, give a thumbs up and, and let's see what we can do. And, and Kev, once again, do you just want to remind everyone where they can find you online and, and what you're up to before we go? Yep, so you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Goat. I'm part of Fantasy Wildcard Dynasty, so at Wildcard Dynasty. Um, we do our shows every Tuesday as a podcast, every Wednesday as a stream. Uh, Fantasy Wildcard, we're part of that together. It's a, a great bunch we've got going, absolute legends. Yep. Um, I, in terms of content, the podcast is the main one, the stream is the main one, but I've also been dabbling in DFS this year as well. So yeah, I released a thread on a Friday and it's just giving, giving a few of my hints and tips of what to, what to look out mm. for, how to... Uh, uh, set up your lineups, etc. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're into a bit of DFS, give it a look. Let me know your thoughts. It's been getting really nice response as well. So, uh, yeah, just uh, let me know your thoughts. And thanks for having us on, Matt. Us on, man, we seem to be meeting a lot recently, but I'm not going to argue. Oh, absolutely amazing. Yeah, anytime you come along the show, whenever you want. It's always a pleasure to have yourself and, and anyone from, from the Wildcard crew on the show. Absolute legends absolutely everyone honored to work with you all and everyone listening as well thank you so much again for for tuning in make sure you get those lineups set make sure most importantly you're keeping those teams lit and we'll see you next week bye